Hello, Guardians. Today is Friday, February 17th, 2023. We're 10 days away from Lightfall. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. We have another banger week in the world of Destiny 2 and a conversation with D Flawless in the cards for you, dear listener. But before we start breaking that down, I just wanted to thank you for listening and for sharing the show. Because of you, we have hit over 500 subscribers in just six months. That's incredible. Remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. If this show helps you, odds are that it'll help other guardians out there too. And rating and reviewing are huge for discoverability of the show. Not only that, but it also helps us to show up on charts and stuff all around the world. Like just last week, we were number 68 in Finland on the Apple podcast <laughs> charts. And that's like crazy. Now into the news. This week, we received three major missives from Bungie. Lightfall in the Year Ahead by Joe Blackburn, Enhancing Weapon Crafting by the dev team, and finally, the As Light Falls Vidoc released on Thursday. This week's TWAB did an excellent job of summarizing those up, so I will be using the bullet points from that article here, as well as adding some personal anecdotes. Something I've been thinking about over the past few weeks has been the massive amounts of information we've been getting from the communications teams. They have been on it, and the extra articles each week, what Bana affectionately called the TWAS, have been welcomed and meaty in the lead-up to Nightfall. Now, with all that said, I know that this can't last forever. Not every week will have a bombshell article after the DLC launches, and it behooves me to say this because this may be the best stretch of communication from Bungie and the Destiny 2 teams that I've ever covered in all my years making shows for the community. I just want us all to remember this time. This has really been the first week where I've believed what I've said to players returning from dropping off in past months or just coming in. Enjoy what you can now. It's about to be a totally different game in a couple weeks. This week started with a 5,300-word blog post from game director Joe Blackburn in the article Lightfall in the Year Ahead. Before getting into this article, I went back and read the past Luke Smith State of the Games to get a feel for what we might see. In the comparison, I feel like there is a formula that is fairly set for these style of communications from Bungie, and at times they have a bit of boardroom speak tangled in such as the nature of that beast, but we got several really excellent pieces of information out of it. When talking about seasons, they have big goals for season 20 and future seasons leading up to the final shape, sub goals underneath all of those to expand players' imaginations with currency and Ingram changes, continuing to cast a wide net when it comes to themes within Destiny 2, and new weapon crafting enhancements. We also got the names of two of the seasons coming up, uh, Season of the Defiance in Season 20, and Season 21 being Season of the Deep. Another goal has been to bring challenge back to Destiny, with baseline challenge in most content being brought up, increasing ability recharge times, reducing damage resistance granted by resilience, we've known that one for a while, and reining in unintentional power creep. Bungie wants to enrich our content with upcoming Crucible updates, New Crucible Lab modes like Checkmate Control, which is a mode that will reward players who use their smarts and their skills. Weapon damage, ability uptime, and even ammo are all adjusted in this new mode. 
We have the return of Countdown in Season 20 with a new mode variant. Over the next year, we will also have three maps added into the Crucible rotation. Two of them, returning maps, Meltdown, will come in Season of the Deep, and Citadel will return in the last season before the final shape. In Season 22, we will receive a brand new map that takes place in the Vex network. He also noted that they are currently looking at rewards and matchmaking structures for Trials of Osiris, and that Bungie would like to push more updates to that mode this year in order to more consistently keep the population at healthier levels. When it comes to PvE updates, we will have Season 16 PsyOps Battlegrounds, as well as Season 19's Heist Battlegrounds added into the Vanguard Ops playlist. The teams will be refreshing Lake of Shadows and the Arms Dealer Strikes. For the first time ever, we're seeing a Heist Battleground added into the Nightfall rotation for Season 21's Season of Defiance. In Season 22, we will see an exotic mission rotator that will go between the Presage, Vox Obscura, and Operation Seraph Shield, with the hopes of more classic missions being added to that list. He also notes that they are targeting changes to ritual content throughout the year. Something that, to me, is noticeably missing from this article is any conversation around Gambit and that playlist and how that fits into the ritual for our Guardians when it comes to Pinnacles. I really hope that they clear that up, if not before Lightfall, then sometime shortly after. Another one of their main goals has been to connect our Guardians with the Commendation and Guardian rank system coming with Lightfall, the text chat updates being planned as opt-out rather than opt-in, and the LFG system, aka Fireteam Finder, being pushed to later on in the year. Tuesday saw the arrival of the Abhorrent Imperative mission and the Season of the Seraph finale cutscene. You can check out the interview here in just a couple of minutes with Dave Flawless. We kind of talk about the mission and we talk about the cutscene. Really, we do more of a breakdown there, so stay tuned. Tuesday also brought with it information about new changes and tuning coming to weapon crafting in Lightfall. The TLDR from that article. When it comes to Deep Sight, there will be no more Deep Sight attunement objectives and only craftable weapons will drop with Deep Sight Resonance after Lightfall launches. We see the removal of resonant and harmonic alloys in upcoming seasons. They also have three new features planned for later this year. Weapon enhancing, upgrading an adept Lightfall raid weapon with enhanced traits, level, and a memento socket, coming a few weeks after the Lightfall Master Raid release. Deep Sight activation, with the possibility to apply Deep Sight to a weapon, coming in Season 21. Weapon level boosting, also coming in Season 21. Leveling up a weapon will not require equipping it, but you still can level up a crafted weapon by just shooting the thing. Finally, driving the hype machine home on Thursday, we received the Vidoc as light falls that gives us a little better look at the witness and how they'll be taking more of a forward role at Lightfall's campaign as we wind down the light and dark saga. We also saw more in-depth looks at the differing strand subclasses and some new tools we'll be bringing to the fight, such as the Stasis Heavy Waveframe Grenade Launcher seen previously. We got better looks at how the loadout manager looks and feels on the flyouts, as well as the Guardian rank system and commendations. Also, judging by the UI for the commendations pre-launch, maybe we get activity summaries back? Maybe? Another little bit of a surprise, we possibly got a look at the new raid entrance overlooking the city of Neomuna. Outside of a few morsels here and there, a lot of the stuff discussed in the video was rehash for those like us who've been paying fairly close attention to every ounce of content they've been pouring out in recent weeks. 
we did get a better look at Season of Defiance, which feels kind of like a Red War 2.0 from the looks of the footage. We'll be joining our ragtag group of Tower Buds and liberating citizens of the last city from across the EDZ. Maybe, possibly even the Cosmodrome? They said it took place on Earth, so I'm assuming both. The TWAB also released on Thursday with the biggest bombshell that community commentators have been latching onto, which has been the character boost available with Lightfall. To quote the TWAB, Starting with Lightfall, we're changing how paid character boosts work. Specifically, we're introducing a new type of character boost that includes a campaign skip. Once Lightfall launches, players will see one of two types of boosts on their character screen depending on their progress. One, Lightfall character boost. Appears when you hit soft cap with one character but have not completed Lightfall. This boost provides the selected character with a set of high power level gear. This boost does not skip the campaign. The second boost is the Lightfall campaign skip boost. It appears when you complete Lightfall. It skips the Lightfall campaign for your selected character and unlocks Strand. This only includes a set of high power level gear if your main character has hit the soft cap. If you haven't reached the soft cap or completed the Lightfall campaign, neither character boost will be available. Looking over those boosts, I can understand why someone would pay money to boost their tune so that you get the powers unlocked and out of the way. Believe me, I've played mobile games before. But I feel you're robbing yourself of the loot that drops, loot that increasingly becomes more valuable to a player as Bungie shifts away from ability spam and more into the shooter goals that reverting more closely to a 30th anniversary sandbox entails. That's about it for the news. Oh, shout out to Jake Parker and the crew for getting movie of the week this week. Destiny House was really fun to watch. Congratulations to everybody involved. Now, on to a conversation with D Flawless. Welcome, D, to Destiny Pages. Thank you so much for your time and energy today. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. And this is the result of no sort of guilt trip. It's like I would never come into your chat and try to get yeah. you into having me on this show. So the, thank you, you for know this what? genuine, genuine invite. And, <laughs> and I would never, and I would never go into your DMs and be like, hey, D, can we move it back a week? I would never. <laughs> no, that's just never. We're just two guys who wouldn't do either just, of the things mentioned. Two best friends who would never, <laughs> never, never do that. We certainly wouldn't lie. We certainly, content. no, no, not to each other's faces. No. Via okay. screen. From the producer, producer was yeah. not aware of either of these occurrences. So, uh, <laughs> yes, thanks. Uh, also, Seth was, was cued into all of these things that we are talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Not yeah, me geez. literally looking at this Discord because a message popped up and being like, hey, Dan, are we a, do mm -hmm. we have a recording today? And then being like, yeah, I just didn't mention it to you. Thanks, yeah, Dan. Well, yep. Anyways, so, D. Dan. Thank you so much for being on today. Uh, before we go too deep, because we have the the conversation around the uh season the season finale <laughs> for season of the seraph we also have keep it together dan <laughs> we have the state we have the state of the game article as well as the weapon crafting 2.0 uh we have all of those things to discuss today we have a tight amount of time but first and foremost where can people find you on the internet hey, you're doing it on purpose now where where can they find me uh yes. yeah i on <laughs> Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, and YouTube. If you search the D Flawless on all those platforms, or if you search Twitch, 
at uh, D underscore flawless. You can find me streaming live, posting TikTok content, uh, you know, different meme tweets, sometimes serious tweets, but uh, we mostly yeah. like to keep things light and fun and high energy and not take ourselves too seriously, but have a good time and, and try to help people along the way. When you do write serious tweets, they often take um, like a Hemingway approach. Very, very short sentences, very to the point, you know. Yes. yes. That's, uh, that's, that's what I like. Whenever, usually most things, to me at least, most things that I find that are of substance get straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. Just get, without get to it. Any of the extra fluff, you know. Hence why, hence why you're like, you're huge on TikTok, man. You just get to it. You get to the content. You don't mess around. I try. I, There's know. no, hey, ladies and gentlemen, D Flaw is here. <laughs> In this video, I'm going to make video, you yeah. laugh. <laughs> I've got 14 builds, but first. Come out with suspenders. Who's ready to laugh? <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Uh, well, first and foremost, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before um, before we started the recording. Um, season of the Seraph had the season yes. finale yesterday. Um, yes. If you completed the activity, the the activities up to that point, um, you were taken into the um, you were taken into the helm, and you were introduced to the main thing. Main no foreplay. Where they just no got straight to it. They just yeah yeah. So what did you think um, of the mission and what did you think of the uh, of the cutscene afterward? Spoilers, of course, for both of these things. If you yes. Played it yet. Yes. Um, I loved everything about yesterday mm -hmm. from the way they just drop you in. They don't let you tool around. They're just like, get straight to it. You drop in, you have this conversation or you uh, overhear this conversation between Anna Bray and Rasputin about their game plan and what needs to be done. Then you're straight off into the mission. The mission was cool. A little uh, recycled asset E, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's most of what we've been doing all season, but I, that was a problem I had at the beginning of the season, but as the season progressed and like the story progressed, I got, I, it, it became less and less of a problem, like the reused nature of a lot of things. Um, to the point where I was just having fun. Then we see Aramis. Oh crap, we're fighting Aramis, and she runs away because she's a coward and she don't want these yeah. hands. Yeah. And then um, I thought the mission was cool. I thought the bossing, the, the final rule is cool. Nothing crazy in terms of stuff we haven't done for, but I just really liked the way it felt narratively. It felt like I was doing something exciting and important in mm -hmm. the world. Um, and then once you finish that mission, and then you get the big, the big daddy cutscene where. You know, I don't know how how deep we want to go right now, but like yeah, all the go. big stuff happens, and like I'm sitting here screaming. I have a <laughs> I have a video up <laughs> where like <laughs> you can watch me just freaking out, like uh, on on my YouTube where I'm just freaking out because so many things are happening. The traveler's trying to leave. Rasputin has to make the sacrifice. The satellites are coming. It looks like Aramis is going to get it off in time, but the, the, the thing, and then, and then all of a sudden the witness shows up and then like the pyramids show up and then, <laughs> and then, and then why did Crow walk away like that? It's just, it's, it's so like so much implications for the future. I was just freaking out. I'm trying not to have a mini freak out again, but that's just me. What about you, Dan? I had all the energy of like a Marvel film. Like, like, yes. uh, like at the end of a Marvel movie, but, it, and 
having <laughs> having been on a podcast it's, with me. It kind of felt like it's crazy that you say that. Yeah. It kind of felt like uh, Infinity War, the end of Infinity yeah. War. There is this. There is a lot going on. So like, and and everybody's processing it a, a little differently. Um, the the main thing being like, so the traveler decides to leave, or like, or is just is 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 He's just repositioning. Up. <laughs> yeah how, well how did you read that moment did you read it as no like at first i th i thought he was straight up leaving so uh how i read the whole thing mm -hmm. um basically uh aramis is coming and Trevor's like oh oh crap i'm out of here peace out you guys have a good one it's been real it's been fun like i thought yeah. he was long gone leaving like he did the fallen so long ago um but then i think with rasputin's sacrifice I think that made the traveler change its mind and decide to stay. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how I read it. But to me in that moment, I think the traveler's mind was made up. It was peace. I'm out. And then stuff happened and then it stayed. So yeah, that's, but you know, the fact that it was going to leave, it kind of makes you feel a certain type of way. Like, okay, what else could make it want to leave? Uh, you know, things like that. But that's kind of how I read it. Yeah. There, the interpretation that I got from from it, or the like, maybe my fourth thing on it, like seeing seeing the the pyramid ships at the end, and the and they're like, well, it has nowhere else to go. Um, my thought with that was that it had, I guess, it's a little bit more altruistic, I guess, or it's like it it's moving away from Earth to like almost like when two generals meet on the field of battle before, before mm -hmm. like. The battle begins. It's just like, all right, we've got our, we have our like tete a tete or like our, our little chat, our little conversation before all hell breaks, breaks loose. And it felt like that to me. Um, Interesting. More, more than really anything altruistic or malevolent. It just felt like almost like a, a daring mano a mano. Like, so you thought the traveler was going up to meet the pyramid ships. Like, or, just or like, so that the, or the witness. Or, or just saying like here I am, like take your best shot. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where I'm at. Here we are. And Traveler like, doesn't have a great re record with here I am. Take your best shot. If you ask Gaul, no, like, it he, doesn't. He Especially a, in the lore, <laughs> <laughs> took a big chunk out. And Traveler didn't do much of anything after that. Yeah, <laughs> but the, yeah, that was part of a conversation where it was like, well, maybe it moved away from the city to take the battle out from the city. I don't think that it's that altruistic either. Uh, like, I, I don't. I don't think I, I think I think the Traveler is pragmatic, extremely mm. pragmatic. In that it ultimately it you know it can't do anything even if it does have let's call it altruistic motives it can't do anything if it's not around right mm -hmm. so it's got to be self-preservation first and foremost but i also think it it serves its own interests uh you know and guardians kind of use the power given to them by the traveler to do what they feel is good and right but who's to say that's necessarily what the traveler wants because if you think back into the lore of destiny we have the uh the warlords and things like that so it's not like the light has always been used for this great good it's just what we mm -hmm. as guardians choose to use it for so uh i don't think it's this great you know uh holy <laughs> righteous yeah. entity i think it's just it serves it has its own agenda we don't quite know exactly what that is it seems to be good, but at the end of the day, it's going to serve its own 
And um, I think we kind of saw that. Like it was, I I truly believe it was peacing out. And but Rasputin eliminating the threat, making the sacrifice, gave way for it to kind of okay. I can stick around now. Mm -hmm. What did you think of that sacrifice? Um, I liked it. I I kind of wished there was another way like a way that we can keep Rasputin. It kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. I don't know if what came first, but you know, with the, with the deletion of war mind cells coming up in Lightfall, well, now we have a lore reason why I don't know if they needed to make a lore reason why, or if that was always the plan, but um, they kind of took away our biggest gun. So, and this is touted as the end of a saga. So I don't know. Have we really ever seen Rasputin do anything like just, colossally like well, extremely powerful i think the biggest like, i don't feel th- like well, we never got a chance to see him shoot his big well, shot wasn't you know? that the almighty was that rasputin was yes. that rasputin? i thought as yes. was, was. the almighty was uh okay no it was okay rasputin. well there you go that's that's yeah. part of what um uh, i think kind of killed him quote-unquote well not killed him but um hurt him so bad that Anna had to put him into a uh, an engram back in the day after mm. arrival time. So I, th- okay. I okay. from memory that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, okay. So yeah, we we've seen him take a big shot. We know he's like super ultra mega powerful, but but then again, so are we as guardians. Um I don't know. I I would have liked to see Rasputin ke- uh stick around because he, he did kind of develop as a character that I wanted yeah. to kind of see how he you know how he continued forward maybe he gets out of just the frame and maybe he's walking around and maybe we can go on adventures with Rasputin or maybe even if they did it to where like it takes out his network but he's still in the frame you mm-hmm. know so it's kind of like he made the sacrifice but he is still like alive and able to contribute in some way but i don't know they did what they did we'll see how it plays out yeah i know like Seth, we, we were discussing a little bit beforehand <laughs> <laughs> about uh some of some of the turn turns of events what were what were your thoughts i'll say it nicely because i've said it not so nicely before (laughs) to me that was an easy way out for Bungie to not have to deal with this kind of almighty type of character Mm -hmm. not to use another word but this kind of like overpowered character that i think they may not really know what to do with anymore and Mm -hmm. that they kind of you know maybe he had a space in the you know, very beginning of this story for Destiny 2. And now they've decided to maybe go into a different direction. And they were, quote unquote, stuck with rescues and not really knowing what to do with it. And instead of maybe going like D said, the way of like, okay, maybe he loses the network. Maybe he loses some of those stuff, but he becomes, you know, a regular EXO. Or he becomes maybe a more powerful EXO, but still an EXO or so on and so forth. Instead of doing that, they went with like, like I said, the nice way of saying this, an easy way out of like, we're just going to destroy him because we don't mm-hmm. want to deal with the ramification of the war set still being around and then Rasputin still possibly being around and him popping back up. Now, could he pop back up later on? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah. for me, this ending was, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel natural and it didn't feel mm-hmm. like it didn't feel like a natural progression just like Cade was kind of it kind of made sense within the story of Forsaken and everything that happened up to that point. Rasputin just felt super rush and you know we had him in Warmind we had him in Season of Savior if I remember correctly and then we had him in Arrival right we had like three big moments where Rasputin was around but he was just this kind of like 
overpowered god. He was a war mind, right? He was mm-hmm. a warlord. And then this season, he came back after two years of being gone, completely removed, and we had nothing, like, we had no knowledge of what's, what's, what was happening. And now he's back this season. Then not only do we get him back, but we get him back as more this, like, personable person. He gets a persona. Mm-hmm. He gets a voice. We get to interact with him. All of these things. And then, boom, he's dead. And it just feels so rushed and kind of just, yeah. like, it, it feels like a really easy way out to, de- to dealing with this overpowered entity that maybe... Paul posed this big question of like, well, if he's there, then I guess he could deal with everything. You know, and I don't know. I'm I'm very like I said, I will forever be mad and heartbroken because Rasputin had a very very special place in my heart, and I'm very unhappy with this decision from Bungie. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of when like you're watching a movie or a TV show and they introduce this really likable character. Yeah, and the character's so likable, you know that there's no possible way that they live to the end. Like, <laughs> yeah, I buddy like always brings what, you free beers. Yeah, it's like it, hey, I'm buddy. Like Rasputin, he was like, I, I really liked what they did with Rasputin, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not as upset as Seth, um, but I, I did really like Rasputin, and I, I'm bummed that we don't get to see him progress more as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. All in all, I think it was it was good storytelling. Maybe it, maybe there was a different way to do it, but uh, you know, I'm I'm always gonna take the let's wait and see approach. But uh, yeah. I agree, I th- it, it is kind of a bummer that we lose a, a cool character and we're stuck with Crow. No, <laughs> mind Crow personally, but Rasputin had so, like had so much potential. Mm-hmm. There was so many possibilities and so many things you could have done with this like omnipotent. That's the word I was looking for. This omnipotent mm-hmm. character that kind of an overview of everything and had access to like networks and so on and so forth. And then it's just yeah. like, nah. I don't know. Well, he did. <laughs> I can see I can see why you'd take him off the board completely. Because with a character like that in in your arsenal, it's the Superman issue with with Justice League. Um Sometimes you have to take him from from that team because otherwise yeah. there's like there's like nothing they can't like tackle. Like sometimes you have to kill Superman in order to make other characters. He's off. It's, it's Superman, yeah. Captain Marvel. He's off world. He's off universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would but have gone with have Rasputin deciding. Yeah, I see, I would have gone more with Rasputin deciding he's not going to fight that fight. Well, he kind of he kind of did, but this seems like the more permanent solution <laughs> right? for that. But, you know, like, yeah, exactly. But like, in, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I just feel like it's such a wasted thing, and it was so rushed, and it was just an easy way out of this kind of like pain situation that he didn't really quite know what to do with, and mm. with such a beloved character. I don't know. I'm very unhappy. <laughs> I would have loved, I just kind of thought of this. I would have loved if we would have went through everything exactly the way we did it. But like right at the end, Anna's crying. Uh, Elsie's con- comforting her. They walk out, the lights go out, and you see just like a little tiny little flicker. Yes. Like, uh, or something like mm. that. I don't just know. To the, give us the possibility. Hope, you know I mean? The possibility right? of him Would this maybe just seem so final? coming back. Yeah. I was, I, I looked at this season less as like, we've had, we've had a lot of story surrounding Rasputin. We have we have had like a lot of development with him in the past. Um and this didn't feel like to me this didn't feel like too much of an advancement of that story other than he speaks in English now. Mm-hmm. 
and like it felt more like a a reflection on pacifism and how to use that to win a fight versus you're just a, you're just a Rasputin hater. Just 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 I don't <laughs> hate I don't hate hate Rasputin. I actually like I've come I've come to like him a lot more just because like I saw I saw him in a in a human form. <laughs> But like he's a, the, okay, he's an actual hater. There's, yeah, there's no, 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 no. That's humanoid. That's, that's <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things where it's like okay, like this felt more like a a conversation about pacifism, overarching, and the relationship more between the two Bray sisters, because you saw a lot of that conversation, a lot of that talk throughout all of this. So even in the like afterward. Where Elsie's, or where Anna's checking up on Elsie. It's like, hey, where are you going? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going back to Europa. There's a lot of stuff that I got to do. Like, I, somebody's got to keep an eye on the old man. Like, it feels like while that chapter of the Brace story is over, the Brace story is continuing. I mean, even yeah, without but Rasputin. The Brace, Rasputin is not just a Brace story. Mm -hmm. He was like, at, to, especially this season to me at least, he was his own entity. He was his own person, right? Because exos in death are considered like not just robots; they're they're people, right? And mm -hmm. to me, even though he came from an AI and he was probably one of the most robots, robots exos mm -hmm. or like whatever, uh, in this particular season, we got to know him and we realized that this wasn't just an AI; it wasn't just like a program. He be like he he started to have his own thoughts, his own feelings, his own ideas, and so on and so forth. And so we get this like little snippet of what Rasputin could be, mm -hmm. and then it's gone. And then yeah, we have the sisters, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of the Bray sisters, their yeah. their own story and whatnot. Yeah, that's very interesting, and that's going to be really interesting, especially the little tidbit that we got from like Mara and um. Elsie, kind of when they were talking to each mm -hmm. other, that was really interesting to me. So I'm hoping we kind of see a little bit more of Mara in that regard. Um, like this idea of like she was also a sister and she had her own griefs and her own mm -hmm. stuff, whatever. So that was also really interesting. But it's still, we could still have the Brace sisters and Rasputin. You know what yeah. I mean? Like one doesn't have to be without the other or one doesn't have so. to go so that the other has like can live, quote unquote, if that makes sense, right? I think he was standing in the way. Oh my god, you're just way. a Rasputin. He was, in, he was in between the Bray sisters. How? There's nothing they like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was. What if we get like uh this is what if we get like a, in the future it comes to find out Anna has like a cuz this is this is probably one of the first of all there's no such thing as like a permanent death in the Destiny universe, right? In we, any we, universe. As long as we got <laughs> ghosts flying around that can res anybody, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um but what if it we come to find out Anna has like a flash drive with like a, <laughs> a previous save state of Rasputin, but like it kind of like the whole Gamora situation in the guardians. Like he's not as developed as a character, but it's still him. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I'm not broken up about it. I'm a little, I'm ever so slightly bummed about it, but also probably the reason I'm not so broken up about it is because it appears that this was the plan from the beginning. If, when you go back, I don't know if you plan on touching on this, like the imagery from Destiny One yeah. to that final shot of the traveler hovering over Earth is identical. So yeah. like it seems like this was the plan all along, in which case that's the story that they wanted to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't tell me I, that. 
I don't know if that was necessarily the story they always wanted to tell. I think this was just like one of those things where it's like, and here's where we have, here's where we can <laughs> add like a nostalgia moment. Like, or you, like you write a thing some, and then you fill it out later. <laughs> yeah. Something that, something that's like, oh, and this will have more meaning if we tie it into this iconography. Like, a, so you think it's more of a retcon, you think? Um, I'm sure somewhere in the notes written like five years ago, there was a thing where it's like, and, and there's a scene where the traveler goes up in the sky and it's exactly like the, the key art that we made. Like, yeah, yeah. we like, don't know what we, that, what goes in there, but we'll yeah. leave that placeholder for now. Gotcha. I feel like it's a very good fan moment. I don't like, I, it's, it has interesting co connotations for what's going to be happening in Lightfall, especially with the, the, the pyramid ships he seemingly heading our way. Um, so oh, they're coming, baby. Oh, they're coming. Oh, they're coming. Uh, somebody, somebody in my chat yesterday was like, well, are they going to Neo Muna or are they coming to earth? And I was like, the way that cinematically, the way that that language works, they'd be coming to earth. Right. Yeah. Because he has nowhere left to run implies that yeah. they're all right on top of them. Yeah. So, um, Interesting stuff. I'm I'm excited to see where Lightfall like picks up with it. Like whether we start off in Medias Res with like a Taken King style fight over Earth and the Traveler, or if we have like some sort of uh or if we pick up moments after that after the traveler lifts off or or what, but should be a good time. Um speaking of all the <laughs> like we have a lot to cover. So we had the state of the game on Monday, um, mm -hmm. which a, a lot of things were, were, were touched on when, what were you expecting to see out of the state of, uh, state of the game when, when it was announced? Um, kind of what we got in terms of like, just plans for changes to the game. Mm -hmm. Um, changes to core activities to the gameplay loop. Um, I feel like Joe did a great job of like addressing a lot of the issues that I had with the game. And that was mostly around the seasonal format being it's kind of, you know, we, we knew what we were getting every season, just like the predictability of it. I think he opens up with talking about the predictability mm -hmm. of the seasons and how that's something that they wanted to address. And I feel like they did a good job of addressing it. It's kind of like turning a giant ship though. Like we can't expect these changes immediately, yeah. but they will come, you know, it takes longer to, uh, to turn a big ship than it takes to turn a small ship. So, um, uh, so I, I, I got most of what I was expecting for some, um, some economy updates, some mm -hmm. moment to moment gameplay, loot incentive, things like that. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with the, uh, the ability tuning, like the enemy difficulty, mm -hmm. like tuning up the enemy difficulty and tuning down the abilities just a bit. We'll have to see how it plays out. Um, if it actually feels good, but I think that's a good change so that it becomes more of a balance between gunplay and abilities. And also the enemies that we fight aren't just pushovers. Yeah. Um, they're, they're and, a speed bump in, in the road from point A to point B. Right. Um, and then like, as far as crucible and other stuff, you know, I feel like there could have been a bit more, but we didn't get nothing. Uh, Gambit got nothing. But yeah, uh, <laughs> like notice noticeably zero. Like, yeah, it, I wonder if I can even find the word gambit in this in this document. I mean, yeah, it doesn't luck. even appear. It doesn't even yeah. appear. I just searched the word gambit. It doesn't even appear yeah. in there. Um, 
So that was a bit of a bummer, not because I'm this big Gambit lover, but a lot of people in my community love it. And I know a lot of people in the community overall love Gambit. But I thought all in all, this was a great state of the game. I like the things that he touched on. Most of the changes that he talked about, I felt were good changes. Even the ones that you kind of initially want to recoil at, he gave good reasons why. And, you know, and it's well, always the case with Bungie where it, we'll, we'll see how it plays and then we'll adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. What was one of those, like, um, one of those moments where you were like, I don't know about the decision? Uh, well, it started to be like with the whole, like, we're going to tune down abilities things because I'm thinking mm -hmm. like, I may, I like to make these super fun builds where you're using like your abilities and you're spamming all these things. Like that's, that's like content that I like to produce. And that's also the way I like to play the game. I like to find these mm -hmm. super hyper focused builds that focus on one thing and I can just spam an ability. And anytime someone's like, all right, we're going to make you be able to use abilities less. Well, naturally going to recoil yeah. but when you have the reasoning behind it and then you know it's like all right well it does make sense the game does kind of get you know it is a looter shooter this whole thing is we're finding these guns and if all the uh builds that we do circumvent the need to use guns that kind of defeats the purpose so mm -hmm. i took it went from being like i don't like this to let's wait and see yeah i think that's a that's a that's a fair assumption out of all this um one of the things that i did on monday morning before this dropped um i went back and i looked at like luke smith's 2018 uh director's mm -hmm. cut because i was like i bet a lot of what we're going to see today has some of the same kind of like tenants of what we saw back in 2018 like and that like that's what i made my like uh my reflections and i also or uh, what i what i made my forecast for so I made I made a list. I was like, what we're likely to see. And I was like, a reflection mm -hmm. on the past year of content, what they learned from the seasonal model this year, and a preview of how they'll they'll uh implement <laughs> changes for upcoming seasons 21 and 22, which I'm like I fairly accurate on that. Pretty much copy pasta almost. More info on the new light experience with the update of Guardian Ranks and Commendations. <laughs> And uh, decisions around the power creep and rolling sandbox targets back to be more akin to the 30th anniversary DLC. I feel like they hit all four, <laughs> all four yeah. of those Bingo. tenants. Yeah. Yeah. Right out the gate. And I was like, what I would like to see. Kind of nailed like, it. The, yeah. I was like, what I'd like to see the future of Destiny 2 past final shape and more, more info regarding that. So like whether they drop last gen support, like Destiny 3, if, if they decide to do a Destiny 3 or a new engine and continued service. Uh, into the new saga. You think we'll um, get a Destiny 3? I don't think so. I, they've said no. They've said no. But they've also I feel said like we other might things. get a new franchise before we get Destiny 3. Because <laughs> because the fact that they Fair. they flat out said no. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. the only reason why. If they never just came out and said it's not happening, then I'd be like, ah, maybe, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, um difficulty options or nodes for content. I feel like we got some oh, yeah. Yeah, conversation about that. That was something oh, that I wanted I want to see. That now. Well, I mean, we kind of we're kind of getting it at least with the Vanguard ops, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I said more maps and modes for PvP, which I guess like that kind of kinda. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Are these two yeah. new reprise maps? I read this as two brand There are two maps. reprise maps and one brand new map. The brand new map, okay. I believe, is coming in is that 21. The and that's the one that has the um, 
that's the one that's going to be in the Vex network, like the Splicer-styled one. Um, I also had on here uh, updates on DCV lockouts and what's coming back, if anything, of previous DLC content. We kind of got... we. We got a little bit of that with the exotic missions on Rotator. Yeah. That was um, a very pleasant surprise. I love that. I'm happy. Yes. Yes. I, I, give me I, back I, Whisper. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. those That's are the like only thing that could have made that better. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah are with such core memories and missions to the game, at, mm-hmm. at least for like an older, older player like me. And I was very excited to see that we're getting those things coming back. Um, Gambit updates? We got zero Gambit updates. <laughs> Strike dedicated loot? Not really. And then uh, anything regarding quality of life for clans or groups in Destiny 2? Literally nothing. We got nothing <laughs> nothing on that yeah. front either. I was also very bummed. Like, bummed, but like, not angry at all and like, very understanding mm-hmm. of uh, LFG being pushed back yeah. Yeah. to the end of the year. Because, you know, that's that if anything is one of those things when it comes out, you want it to come out polished, right? You don't want yeah. a, a bad LFG experience and then them scrambling to, to make it yeah. usable. It feels like they have a lot, like when they set out for this year, they had a lot of things that they wanted to swing at, like and and huge swings, huge system defining things, things that restructure the way that we play the game inherently. And maybe the LFG portion, because it, because of how we've all been in an LFG, we've all been in good LFGs, we've all been in bad LFGs, we've all been in those types of experiences. And that experience can be either really good or really bad. And so right. even, the, even the thought that they're going to attempt to take on the LFG problem in Destiny 2, like, that's huge. Um, but I can, I'm glad that they're like, you know what, it's not ready for lunch. We are going to pull it back and let it kind of marinate. Mm-hmm. Get it work. Get it working in the best possible way we can initially, and then go from there. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see what season of the defiance is all about. What season of the deep is all about, as well. Yeah. As, yeah. I was yeah, not yeah. expecting to get the name of two seasons. names yeah <laughs> <laughs> like one one i was kind of like okay you know you know to be expected to some degree mm-hmm. but then for them to just be like okay here's here's the other one after it too I was like oh, yeah okay, wow that's weird i've never done that. that before yeah well i feel like they've put these they've put these style this style of post out when there's going to be a tectonic shift in in the game itself, like I think 2018 was the first time Luke Smith did it, right? And then mm-hmm. like a, a year after that, um, and so we are seeing these big these big changes. I also think that there's a push from them to be more communicative, especially before the DLC, where they've been putting out all these blog posts every Wednesday or the, today's Wednesday, and they haven't put one out yet. Yet I'm I'm scared that after we get done recording, they're going to put one out. <laughs> but you know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's bound to happen. They could have Bungie Vidoc win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give it to us morning. now. They, Isn't it they tomorrow? Didn't, yeah, it's tomorrow morning. We're getting the, we're getting the Vidoc okay, okay. for for uh the next se- or for the next um uh DLC, which I was I I politely asked 
that they move it a day forward and that I I've still not heard anything back. So I'll let you know <laughs> if that changes. Um <laughs> overall I thought I thought it was like it was good communication because they communicated a lot. The things that mm. aren't there were kind of glaring. Anything about Gambit not, like not being there is yeah. kind of a, That was kind of glaringly absent. Yeah. <laughs> the no mention of Gambit. Yeah. I almost wonder if that remains as part of the core playlist experience or maybe yeah. we're getting our own gambit article maybe that's a possibility also that possibility yeah i would love that if there's anybody at bungie right now listening i know there's a lot of people who would love to hear anything about <laughs> gambit right now uh so please um but outside, we also got an article uh, talking about weapon crafting, like basically weapon crafting 2.0. Um, have you had a chance to look th- look over that yet? Oh, yeah. Been through that. Um, a <laughs> lot of good stuff in there. Um, they, they've a lot of, like I said, man, most of these changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're looking good. Uh, getting rid of uh, a lot of the unnecessary grind, being able to enhance adept weapons enhance random roles i mean a lot of the issues because i have been kind of i don't want to say i was the first one saying this but i know i've been saying it for a while like as much as i love weapon crafting there is a big problem in that it almost negates any excitement you'd feel from a random drop because even if you get the perfect role of something especially if you get the perfect role of a craftable weapon you're like Oh, this will be good. This is good until I can craft it. Or if you get, let's say you get two kind of guns in the same family archetype, right? And mm-hmm. but one's craftable, one's not. You get the perfect roll of the uncraftable one. And you're like, oh, yeah, this will be great. But I wish I, it's, there's always that element. This is good, but, right? Mm-hmm. So now there's like, this is great. And I can even make it enhanced. Uh, so I think this was this was perfect the way that they addressed it. So I was very happy with the uh, the changes to weapon craft. I don't think there was anything in there that I didn't like in the the weapon crafting update. Yeah, I like I like the idea of simplifying all the currencies. This game mm-hmm. has already has already had a currency issue, <laughs> and like yeah. and then weapon crafting came around and added even kind of more to that. I'm looking forward to my inventory space on my guardian not having nearly as many currencies <laughs> next year. <laughs> and, um, and the one thing I'm I'm wondering about is that yeah. with all the umbral energies kind of going away because umbrals are going away, yeah, will it still be possible for us to um, focus armor like we are currently able to? Mm. And that's something that I'm not sure about. Well, it said we're getting seasonal up. engrams, so I would assume yeah. that I would we assume that they would be in the same pool. Ingram. Can you yeah. focus it? Because like right now, for example, like one of my favorite things right now to do, just because I have the inner umbral energy and it's it's useful to me to a certain extent, mm-hmm. is I'll go to the war table and I'll turn in the umbral firmer. And it's war table is one of the best things in my opinion at the moment. Because not only do you get like pretty often, like pretty much not all the time, but at a very high rate, really high distro or really high mm-hmm. base stats with Often a very good distro, especially if you use the uh, ghost mod. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So right now, this is something that I like to do, but like, I'm wondering, oh, is this still going to be a thing that you somehow are able to do to kind of focus armor with high stats and hopefully good distro, you know? Not sure that hasn't yeah. been touched on at all. So. We shall see. Yeah. Um, outside of that, like, I, I felt like this article was like very solid through and through. It didn't like it is. It it is one of those wait and sees where it's like we'll see how I interact with <laughs> with this issue because like you said D it's like whenever I get a red border if it's not crafted yet I don't even look at the roll I know that's kind of sacrosanct yeah and that's kind I don't of look a at bummer, the roll man I look at it and I'm like is this a pattern this is a pattern shard immediately right until I get the <laughs> pattern and then like anything after that is is gravy but it's when when I deleted my vault uh, this last time, it didn't feel like it was that dicey of an option because I knew I, I could rely on going back and crafting a bunch of weapons. Yeah. That way, I at least had them going forward. Now, that's like a personal, like, streamer thing. <laughs> more Less than, or more than, like, an, an issue for your average player. But I'm excited to see, um, like, this enhancing... The manual deep sight of it all. Um, yeah, this is this is a change that I'm very excited for. Um, even down to like the boosters that they talked about, like being able to not having to have a, a weapon equipped to boost it up, or being able to boost it up so you you can get some early perk combos, you mm-hmm. know, while you're working to level it up. I just I just think this was just like Chef's kiss. This whole tuning pass on weapon crap. Heck yeah. A lot of really big things coming. A lot of really good quality of life change. Uh, and I'm sure that we'll see, like, we'll get a little bit more insight tomorrow morning uh, when it comes to the Vidoc. Um, based on, like, the, the trailer that they released today, I'm all, like, I wonder what kind of morsels we'll get out of, <laughs> we'll get out of that thing. Um, but it definitely feels like people at Bungie are excited to release this. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah, just looking forward to it. Just, man, just, you know, just to give like a little bit of just like some inside baseball. Like I could I could sense a lot of people on like social media were like, oh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I'm not excited about Lightfall, like yada, yada, yada. And, you know, they're they're within their rights to to feel that way. I'm not attacking that feeling, but I never once felt that way because of the opportunity that I had to yeah. visit Bungie mm-hmm. and like. Um, but just seeing like you, you can visually see and feel how they excited, how excited they are for this, like mm-hmm. all the way. When was that reveal? Like all the way. That was, it's that was back in now. August. Yeah. Back yeah. in August. And I was just like, man, they're, they're like really jazzed for this. And like, um, and everyone was just so excited. Um, even like just the devs that I got a chance to talk to and meet with and some of the things that I overheard, but I can't say anything about like <laughs> it's just like it's this is why i'm, so I'm extremely excited for lightfall so like <laughs> wait what'd you say <laughs> so this is why you're not so worried about rasputin you you know that <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i have a feeling rasputin will be back <laughs> no but it's, it's it's just it was more of just like the electricity in the room like yeah i'm and i'm sure that was my only one could you know it could be like that every release, but it's it's mm-hmm. very different having felt that energy behind this, like just feeling how excited they were and just like, 
oh, I can't wait for this. Just, you know, just hearing them talk like fans about the game. Like, oh, I can't wait for, for this and that. It was, it was really cool. So I'm, you know, that's, I'm, I'm super excited, man. Yeah, dude. I, I, like we, so we did the hot wings challenge thing. And I asked you about, <laughs> I asked you about that experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, have you posted that on YouTube yet? Yeah. Yeah. The hot ones. Okay. It's, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you get a chance, check out that uh, D Flawless's Hot Ones experience uh, on his YouTube page. Because um, that was a lot of fun. And it was like insightful <laughs> for that. Like in that in that moment where it was like, were you nervous at all? And you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, Update on the wings. I've been, I've been eating, like I haven't been eating like the super spicy ones, but I've been Going yeah. going to town on those sauces. Those sauces on like are good. the cla- on the, like the classic and everything. The classic's good all the way up to like it gets, you know, up to the bomb basically. Like everything before the bomb is is something that I like and will eat on, mm-hmm. you know, just like a normal meal. Depending, on, and it, and I like that they have different. Not, not to make this a hot ones <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is turning into one of our random calls. Yeah, this is, you know, hey, just go this off is on tangents. This is fine. <laughs> but this is our the, the sauces are good. The sauces are good. I like. I realized as I was speaking, I was like, "This is not a hot sauce podcast." <laughs> Bring well, it I home, made, D. Bring it home. <laughs> I made some. I made some really bad. I, I'm not bad. I made some really rad chili the other day, and uh, oh, if I you saw. Were around, I it saw. was very good. It was very good. I still have bowls of it left <laughs> that I need to eat. Mm, <laughs> so, uh, D, yo, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you uh, so much uh, for your friendship. Thank you thank so much you, for Dan. telling us off, Mike. Everything that you signed that NDA for, and <laughs> uh, if you could please tell the people at home where they could find you on the internet. You're going to get him in trouble, man. <laughs> I know. I'm never going to get invited back again. Nope. Never. <laughs> done. Uh, yeah. Once again, uh, my name is D Flawless, family friendly streamer, entertainer on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, on Twitch, you can find me at uh, D underscore Flawless. And everywhere else, you can find me at VD Flawless. Uh, real fun, high energy stuff. We just like to laugh and clown and have a good time and talk about our favorite video game, which is Destiny. And then uh you know get off into various amounts and degrees of shenanigans my name's danfinity you can find me on twitter instagram and the tiktok at danfinity where the eyes are else you can also catch me three days a week on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash danfinity helping guardians through pinnacle and endgame pbe activities if you'd like to support the show remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice anything you say helps us in the algorithm this show is also listener supported so if you'd like to give three bucks a month to keep the lights on Head on over to coffee.com forward slash infinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash infinity. All the links are in the notes for the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you find what you're grinding for.